Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and again, it's going to be a solo. You know, I think my Christmas present to y'all is that you get to see a lot of me this week because my two co-hosts are on vacation. Regardless of who's in the hosting seat, we appreciate y'all making Locked on Seminoles your first listen every single weekday, Monday through Friday at whatever time's most convenient for you because we are available on all podcast platforms for the most part. Apple Pods, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, all of those. And we are also on YouTube. So if you prefer video or if you don't get all the way through this on your drive and you want to finish the rest of your desktop, you know, the little little one earphone thing in, you know, we've all been there. Go to YouTube.com and search Locked On Seminoles. We love coming to you through that medium too. Whichever one you're listening to, though, make sure you follow us on podcast apps. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. That way we pop to the top of your queue every day. Hit that little bell on YouTube. That way you get alerted when we uh, go live, which happens every now and then, or just when we post new videos. And make sure you like this individual video. Comment down below. Let me know what you think about what I talk about. Today, we are going to talk about receivers, receivers, and receivers. If you watched yesterday's episode, I was none too pleased with Coach Ron Dugans or the haul we got on the recruiting trail with receivers. And today, Micah Pittman has announced, I guess yesterday as you're listening to it, that he will be transferring from Oregon and coming to play for the Florida State Seminoles. Is he the savior we're all looking for? I don't know. Let's find out. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day. So, yeah, folks, like I said, today is going to be all about receivers, receivers, and receivers because it's just, it's the hot topic right now and it's something we got to talk about. Today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by Sonos, the official speaker of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Now, You've probably heard me episode after episode lament the receiving core. They just, they've let us down. I mean, they really have. They haven't performed well. Um, I think, I, look, I don't want to rehash this. The receivers did not do well this year. That's what you need to know. And we thought, hey, we need to reload with some talent. We had a guy named Kevin Coleman, four or five-star kid, depending on which service you look at. That we thought we might land, and we didn't get him. I blame Ron Dugans. I will not stop blaming Coach Ron Dugans until he no longer coaches for Florida State because the receivers have been a problem for like five years now. Okay, maybe three. We don't recruit the best talent. Well, we recruit them, but they don't come here. And the ones that do come here just don't seem well coached. I mean, how many interceptions do you see where it's very obvious that it was a wrong route situation or just a drop right off the hands or... Well, I guess he's gone now. Andrew Parchment not fighting for the proper leverage and getting out muscled for not one, but two interceptions that ended not one, but two critical football games where we had an opportunity to win late in the game. And I guess the second one didn't end the game, but it led to the end of it. So we're all very happy because, again, Micah Pittman, receiver from Oregon, announced he's going to come to Florida State. And he's going to don the garnet gold next year. Now, we have something we talk about here 
on Locked On Seminoles daily, right? Called Name Syndrome. And that is where we get so excited about saying a name, right? We get so into like, oh, this guy, ooh, Micah Pittman, Micah Pittman, Micah Pittman, that we kind of just gloss over like the stats or the film or really any of those things. Now, sometimes name syndrome pays off, right? Jermaine Johnson, we were very, very hopeful for him. And whoa, look what we got rewarded with. I hope that's what happens with Pittman. I don't want to become the contrarian. I really don't. But I feel like I have to point out the fact that if I'm looking at PFF stats, Micah Pittman scored a 55.8, according to Pro Football Focus, on 207 receiving snaps last year. And another 197 run block snaps where he had a run block rating of 54.6. It's listed at 5'11", 206 by them. Now, Max, those are a lot of numbers. What can we do with those? Let me put them in context for you. I, I got you guys. So on receiving rank, all right, or score, I apologize, score, Micah Pittman's 55.8 receiving rating from Pro Football Focus would have made him the third worst receiver on our team. He would have been ahead of Kentron Portier, who scored a 52.8, and ahead of Preston Daniel, who scored a 50.8. And I believe only played, let's see, pass snaps, only played like 44 snaps. Same with Portier. It would have put him about in there. When we look at the number of snaps, okay? Pittman took, what did I say, 207 snaps last year as a receiver and another 197 as a, as a run blocker. So on those 207 snaps, that would have put him at sixth for us. So he would have been behind Helton, behind McLean, behind Parchment, behind McDonald, and behind Ontario Wilson. And he would not have outscored any of them in the receiving category. But don't worry. I'm not being a pessimist. It's not one of those times. Because there is, there, there is some nuance here. There is some context that I would like to give you all. If you look at just raw receiving yards, he had 197 yards on 12 receptions, okay? That's a 16.4 yards per catch average. So he was on the field quite a bit, but he didn't get targeted very often, which is kind of interesting. And if you look at that 200 and, what did I say? That 197 yards on 12 receptions, that would have put him... Yeah, as our as our sixth uh, leading receiver in total yards, right behind Cameron McDonald, uh, and that would have put him right at number two. It looks like actually kind of a tie um, for number two here. So Ontario Wilson had sixteen point six yards. Keyshawn Helton had fifteen yards per catch. He would have fallen right there, I guess, at number three between Keyshawn and Ontario. But it it would have relatively been a wash at Number two, number one in yards per reception, I know this is going to be a really hard to figure out, is Ja'Kai Douglas. 14 receptions, 255 yards, because he was Mr. Big Play this year. So there's some nuance and, and there's some context to be added. I think what you're getting in Pittman is probably a pretty good receiver that maybe hasn't achieved his potential and maybe really didn't get some opportunities at Oregon. But we've heard that before. We heard it last year and we all saw how it worked out. Now, before I go on, I do got to tell you all about 
prize picks. Prize picks is very quickly becoming my favorite thing to do on Saturdays in addition to watching college football. It's a new spin on daily fantasy where you pick overs and unders of statistical categories for each player that you draft rather than trying to just score more fantasy points in the aggregate and beat other daily fantasy users that have better tools than you and are going to make sure that they beat you every time because it's like what they do for a living. So this is a way you can level a playing field. You draft a team of three to five guys, and for each one, there's a statistical category. You say, are they going to go over or under the number that prize picks is set for you? If you're right on three out of five, you win money back on your entry. If you're right on four out of five, you win more money back on your entry. And if you were right on five out of five, well, <laughs> drinks are on you that night, boss, because you'll win back 10x on your entry. So go to Prize Picks, download it from the App Store or the Google Play Store, and use promo code LOCKED ON when you make your account. And Prize Picks will give you a matching welcome bonus of your first deposit up to $100. So, yeah, I sorry to kind of take a turn to negative town there. I didn't mean it like that. This wasn't where I intended to go, but I, guys, I'm done with names, name syndrome. I'm sorry. I've look, I've fallen victim to it before. And this isn't going to be a whole off season of like, Max is a pessimist. Max wants us to lose. Cause I don't, y'all know me. I will find the good in anything. I really will, but I'm also going to shoot it to you straight. I'm not going to act like this receiver coming in is going to, is going to change the way the room operates or is going to make us all of a sudden not have glaring deficiencies at the receiver position. Do I think a guy that averages 16 and a half yards a catch is a, is a nice tool to have on the field? Absolutely. Do I think that a guy who seems to maybe have that kind of big playability and only got 17 targets last year while he was on the field for over 200 snaps is a cause for concern? Yeah, I do. Sorry, be lying to you if I told you it wasn't. Do I think that we saw this movie last year where Andrew Parchment was going to come in and he just hadn't gotten the right opportunity and, you know, here was where he was really going to shine? Yeah, we've seen that movie before. It got us fourth and 14. We'll always have fourth and 14. And I mean that. Like one of the best plays in my time of watching Florida State. But it also, he was, you know, uh, an average member of our receiving core. A core that, no one here would really argue is incredibly talented. So I guess my thesis here is that Micah Pittman is a good get. I'm not going to complain about grabbing a transfer at a position need that was at one point, I believe, a four-star recruit and has had some, some decent success over at another Power 5 program, who, by the way, this year was two Utah games away from possibly going to the playoff and beat Ohio State, one of the best teams in the country. What I will say when I look at his history and I look at uh, how he's kind of trended right here, it's concerning that his best rating on PFF, profootballfocus.com, was in 2019 as a freshman. His second best rating was in 2020, and his third best rating was in 2021. So the graph is going downward. But, I'm, I don't think I'm trashing the kid. I'm glad he's coming because we need him. We need bodies of that position that, that have potential. I'm just saying, don't expect him to be the next Kelvin Benjamin at Florida State. And he's going to be a good returner. That is where we desperately need help. I mean, go watch my reaction to the UF game. That, that was the breaking point for me. That was when I was like, guys, we have to figure something out in the punt game. 
because we don't catch the punts half the time. I mean, look at the Miami game. If that ball doesn't roll 20 yards into the end zone to give us a touchback to go into that last drive, do we beat Miami? If Miami's able to down it on the one, do we really drive 99 yards and score there? I, maybe. I mean, Ja'Kai Douglas, like that was a heck of a throw and maybe he could have, you know, done that on the one just as well as the 25. But I, I don't know if I make that bet with you if you tried to put some cash on it. So Pittman's return stats are as follows. 10.7, 10.07 yards per punt return, putting him at 13th nationally with 151 punt return yards. And Florida State last year had 71 punt return yards as a team. So Micah Pittman had double, more than double, the punt return yards as a player as Florida State did as a team. So there's the silver lining. You got a return man, hopefully, that will not just watch balls go over his head, that won't drop balls in crucial times because he's not in the right position and will not be like a detriment there, assuming that he's our number one return man. Now, there's one more receiver I want to talk about. Uh, If you've seen on Twitter, you may or may not have. Jordan Watkins at Louisville has announced that he is in the portal. He also announced that he received an offer from Florida State, and he has an offer from Ole Miss right now. So I want to talk a little bit about Jordan Watkins, but first, I got to tell you guys about NetSuites. So here's the deal. You don't want to fly blind when you're doing your business. Plain and simple. It's not the best look. It's not the best, uh, well, it's just a bad idea, folks. NetSuites is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. It gives you visibility and control of your financials, your inventory, your HR, planning, budgeting, and more. And it's a great way to get everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. So that's netsuite.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. So yeah, I, I want to get into this, this second potential wide receiver transfer because we're not going to stop in the portal. We can't. I mean, we struck out on signing day and yeah, we just, we're going to have to keep going. So I'm going to do kind of the same comparison real quick that I did with him. I'm going to look at Jordan Watkins for Louisville. Now, a uh, big difference here is that Jordan Watkins scored two touchdowns against Florida State, which a uh, bit of a painful memory there. He's also about the same height as Pittman, 5'11", I believe. What is Pittman? Yeah, they're both 5'11". Pittman's 206. Uh, Jordan Watkins is 175 pounds. So a pretty big size disparity there. Um, 30 pounds is, yeah, that's a big difference. Just ask me pre-COVID versus now. Um, makes makes a difference in your performance. But Jordan Watkins, I think, would would be a much better get. Again, I'm, I'm excited about, about Micah Pittman. I'm glad we got Pittman. I'm glad we're going to have a a guy who's shown he can do punt returns well, you know, can contribute in the wide receiver room, but I have my concerns. Uh, Jordan Watkins last year played quite a bit more than Pittman. 564 passes, uh, snaps on offense, 309 of those as a receiver. He graded out on pro football focus at a 66.3. 
So on 309 snaps last year, Jordan Watkins of Louisville, who's now in the transfer portal with an offer from Florida State and Ole Miss, graded out at a 66.3 as a receiver. To put that in perspective, that would have made him our fifth best receiver. Let me rephrase that. That would have made him our fifth best pass catcher. He had a 15.1 yards per catch average in the 2021 season with 529 total yards of receiving and four touchdowns. If you look at that against our roster, uh, that puts him like, almost well, like pretty good. Uh, puts him in the same spot pretty much uh, in that between two and three, just a little bit lower than Pittman. Now, Mara Watkins isn't committed. This is someone I hope we get. And when I look at his career grades in 2020, he had a 66.3 from pro football focus in 2021, a 66.4, not development, but it's also not backsliding. He's a freshman right now because of the COVID year, so he'll have three more years of eligibility left, assuming he doesn't redshirt, although you know, I doubt he's going to transfer to redshirt. I just I wouldn't really be um, that concerned with that. And then his 529 receiving yards would have put him well above our number one receiver. So our number one receiver in gross yardage was Ontario Wilson at 382, Andrew Parchment number two at 311, Keyshawn Helton at 285. Again, Jordan Watkins at Louisville last year had 529. So that means he's basically not double our number one. That'd be, yeah, that'd be too big of a number. But he's like our number one plus our number six. He's Ontario Wilson plus Malik McLean in gross yardage. And again, in receiving rankings or receiving ratings, I apologize. He would have been at a 66.3 for the season. What did I say? Our, our fourth best, fourth or fifth best pass catcher. And again, our second or third best wide receiver. So that's a really exciting prospect. Again, right now he's got offers from Ole Miss and Florida State. And I'm going to keep a close eye on this to see if we can land him because we need receivers. We got to have the talent. I mean, we just do. That position and linebacker is something that we will keep you all updated on all throughout the offseason. We are going to constantly be asking our sources, talking to people going, hey, what are you hearing about the transfer portal? What are you hearing about the development? Because if those two positions don't develop, next year is going to be another long year. I wish I had better news. I do have good news. I mean, 13th overall recruiting class. Yeah, we didn't get those positions of need, but hey, 13th ain't bad. And we got a ton of offensive linemen. I'll go over that more tomorrow. What I'm going to look at tomorrow for the episode uh I guess if you're listening to this tonight as I premiere it, I mean, on Wednesday's episode, is I'm going to look at all the other teams around us in recruiting. We're 13th. I'm, I'm going to look up, you know, 12, 11, 10, maybe back a couple spots, because I really think it, it, it bears repeating that we just got the number 13 class off of a five and seven record. So that's what I'll be talking about tomorrow. Again, today. We got one wide receiver transfer. We're chasing down another, and I hope that we have more good news to bring you guys tomorrow when we record. But until then, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you follow. Hit us with those five-star views. If you're on YouTube, like the video right down below. Just hit the little thumbs up. Boom. Hit the bell. Bing. I'm Max. And this was Locked on Seminoles.